What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 44 of the Get A Game Podcast. Bring you the hot takes, latest stories, and spicy picks on New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by yours truly, Ad Rosani, doing a salary around by Lego Cuddyham, Alex Reach, Chris Kieran, and Sam Morell. You can listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get a Game on P. And with all that said, it's time to get a game on. Yo, guys, what's up? Oh, what's good? good? Hey. And guys, I don't know if you guys heard the intro there, but we are so happy to welcome a new member to the Get a Game on podcast family. A little bit of background. Between me and this guy, I 20, like, I don't know, was it over 15, 16, 17? Like, all those years ago, me and my mother used to babysit this guy. And back when I was in sixth grade and he was in kindergarten, like, um, they had this, um, class where they would link up sixth graders and kindergarten, and we were linked up together. And oh my god, I made so many memories with this guy, and he's grown so much since then. Now he's making me feel old. We are so happy to welcome. To the podcast, Sam Morell. Sam, how are hey you guys? Doing? Hi. <laughs> Welcome. How's it going? We we good. Welcome to the show, King. Show us what you can do. I will. Thank you. <laughs> no pressure, by the way. Chris, Alex, oh, you got anything to oh, say? Glad, glad to have him. We're excited. Thank we vibing, baby. Like Chris said, we vibing. Ask, go ahead. Uh, welcome to the show, and I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Okay, thank you. All right. Anyone has put up with Adam since they're in kindergarten is a saint in my book. He tries me, yo. I think me and my man Sam need a medal for dealing with Adam all these years. What do you say, Sam? <laughs> oh, okay, bet we got this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys, you want to start off with uh, some football? Guys, sure. the Giants suck. Let's just start. Who are you telling? Oh, my God. They, I'm going to start off like, don't, don't worry, Sam. We'll get to your Ravens and a big win for them. Chris oh, will get to your you. Chiefs and another brutal loss for them. And then Michael will get to your Jets and, and uh, Zach Wilson continuing to struggle. But guys, it's just I, again, again. I've got to credit John Skrzynski of the Ringer. He, he said best: the New York Football Giants, they are good enough to lose. They are good enough to lose, and they go into this game against the crappy Falcons, a team that they should be. I said before, like I said before, I was. That this is a game going to this game. That this is a game that um, the Giants should win. And on a bank segment, like a, a towards the end of every episode, I was tempted to pick this game for him. I was tempted. I was thinking about it, but something like kept me off on it, thinking, "Oh, it's the Giants, and they're gonna somehow find a way to screw this up." And you know what? They just said the the Giants lose to the Atlanta Falcons, seventeen to fourteen, and I don't and I don't know where it'd be. And guys, and I'll start off with once again by crediting um I gotta say 
Second straight week in a row. Daniel Jones played well. He was not the problem in this game. He, had, he, were, he was throwing the ball accurately. He didn't turn the ball over. I mean, he had one almost fumbled like one time, but he was able to recover it. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, he went 24-35, like, um, um, like not, I put on that quarter, like right. He, he he was solid. Like he was not the problem in this game, but I mean, but again, like the rest of the we keep on talking out. Like Saquon Barkley. Like I'm sorry. Like you're supposed to be like this superstar right back, three point two yards of carry. I'm sorry, it's not gonna. That's not gonna cut it. Now I will say, Kenny Galladay did play well. Kenny Galladay, I I said before, like when you just get game involved, then you know what. He had he played well. He had four receptions, um, sixty-four yards. Like um, so yeah, he yeah yeah pretty good. He had you know a pretty good game. So I'll, so I'll give him credit for that. But guys, I'm sick and tired of Evan Ingram. Can I just say it right now? I'm sick and tired of Evan Ingram. This is the guy who I, who everyone tells me is like. When Josh Jackson, we're supposed to be like this receiving tight end. This guy that um is supposed to like uh be a matchup nightmare like uh for linebacker Rouge, like as a tight end. And and this is a thing I've said about uh Everett Ingram. He is a receiving tight end with butterfingers. That's what he is. He's a receiving tight end with butterfingers. He continuously has these drops and fumbles that just drive. That just drive you to drink, you know. Even though I don't drink, he Evan Ingram makes me want to drive me to drive me to drink. If he if that makes any sense, which I don't even know. Oh, if it does, I mean, I got more to say, but I mean, the guys, you know, I mean, I'm gonna open the floor here. I mean, Michael, you got anything to say? Sam, Alex, Chris. Oh, as a giant hater of this podcast, um, you guys. I thought in the beginning of the season, y'all would have won at least one out of two games. How you guys lose to the Falcons at home? Like, that's just unacceptable. Falcons had a losing streak seven games into the season, I believe. They, they lost their last seven games. You, you made them come one and two. Daniel Jones got to step it up. Barkley is playing, still playing hurt. He's still coming back from a major injury. But however, your defense has to step it up in the in the big game, big part of the game. Yeah. Only two things you need to win: a great defense and a great coach. If you offense, you gonna teach offense on the way. It's like every sport. You need great defense. Defense wins championships. I'm sorry to tell you, it wins it. Not offense, just defense. And that goes in any sport besides baseball. Then you can just hit home runs all day. You get yeah. W's. But you, the Giants has to go to base, learn the basics. Work on your defensive drills. Work on your clutch situations. Mm-hmm. You guys were up, I believe. We'll score 14 to, 14 to 7 or something. I you think that they were up. They were up 14 to 7, yeah. You guys were winning 14 to 7. You guys lose 21 to 14. How? You guys are at home at MetLife Stadium. You got you came from a loss against the Washington national team by a field goal. 
your coach, I don't know what to tell you, Adam. Yeah. You guys have fire your head coach. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 yeah and coming to the season, I've been, I, I, mean, I was a fan of Joe Judge, but I'm going to be honest. Coming to the season, so far season, Joe Judge has not impressed me. Like, this team, like, um, for last year, they were disciplined. They played well under Joe Judge. This team, like, has had so many, like, like costly you know, penalties. I forget. What was that one? That What was that? I forget which quarter it was. It was in the second quarter, I think. What was that? Pass interference call? Yeah, it was a, it was kind of a sketchy call, but you know what? You st- but still, but still, you got to be better this one there. There were so many offside, balls, dark penalties that, that, just, and that are just unacceptable. And I forget, I forget what, 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 when it was, but, um, oh yeah, it was in the third quarter. You have the ball on the Atlanta 39s, third and four. No, it's fourth and four. You have the Atlanta 39. That's perfect distance for a field goal. Or if you want to go for it on fourth and four, yo, I would respect that. And you punt the ball there? You freaking punt the ball there? I mean, what kind of decision making is if that is the type of decision making I would have expected from Pat Shermer or Ben McAdoo. That's not a decision making I would expect from a from a guy who last year I thought they were pretty good job coaching the team. Now this year I'm gonna be, as of right now, at the end of the year, guys, if the Giants don't step up, which I don't think they will, but guys, I think number guys, I think Joe Judge is gonna be in a hot seat. Which I think is a little bit unfair to him, considering like how good of a job he did last year. But, but um, but yeah, Joe Judge should be on Aussie. But you know, he needs to be even uh, harder seat guys. Two people, Jason Garrett and Dave Gilman. Oh, I mean, you guys have heard me ranting about Dave Gilman, how much I don't like the guy, and on all like uh the decision, the all the bad decisions. Yes, he made some good decisions here and there, but you know what? At the end of the day, under under, under Dave Gilman's watch, this team has continued to lose after lose after lose after lose. Eventually, you got to start showing some results. I'm sorry. You can't just keep on losing. Like, as a gentleman, you just can't keep on losing and losing and getting all these infinite tries uh, before you start winning some games. You event, like, like, eventually, you got to start winning some games, and Dave Gilman simply just hasn't done that. And Jason Garrett, I mean... I think Dan Orlovsky on ESPN, like, like Sam, you know Dan Orlovsky, right? He yeah. said it best. The Giants, ha- like under Jason Garrett, the Giants have had the most boring and vanilla offense in the league. Like, there's no creativity when it comes to this offense. There's, 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 it's again, it's the most boring, predictable offense in the league. So. Yeah. Guys, I got. I think this season is a wash for the Giants. I, I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say right now. This season is a wash, and come trade deadline, come the end of the season, they need to clean house. They need to clean house from the head from the head coach. Where as much as I liked Joe Judge in the first year, like I, it would feel dirty firing him after one bad year. But you know what? You know what? I'm not, but you, but Eddie, you can't bring in a head, new head coach and force like like Joe Judge on them, especially when Joe Judge like with the performance Joe Judge has had like just off this year. But Joe Judge has got to go, unfortunately. Dave Gillen's got to go. Jason Garrett has got to go. And 
unfortunately for a guy like Daniel Jones, who I think has played pretty well this season, like he may end up being in the crosshairs because whether it's his fault or not, like if the Giants have like a high enough draft pick and they're going to be in position and a new general manager is going to be in position to draft um, Malik Willis, as I, I believe, Chris, that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, if, if, Malik, if, if, Malik if you're going to be in a position to draft that guy, then and a new general manager is going to have no ties to Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones maybe um, shipped out at the end of, end of the season, too. And it, was, and it would suck for him. But you know what? As a Giants fan, I just think they need to clean house because I'm just – it's been five straight years now I've watched this team be absolutely non-competitive. Five straight years of them – being eliminated like in the in September. Ember. Honestly, you need a new quarterback. That's your problem. Yeah, you, I mean, you guys like you guys need a draft also. Well, yeah, play for because the draft. like yeah, I, yeah. Again, I, again, like am I necessarily for saying the Giants should move off of Daniel Jones? I'm not I'm not gonna say that quite yet. But would I be surprised if the Daniel, if the Giants if a new general manager if the Giants Fire Dave Gunn and bring a new general manager. They do end up moving off of Daniel Jones. No, I would not be surprised. Hold up. Let me add one thing to say, Adam. Go ahead. About Giants. Here's the thing. You guys had guess, you guys had some expectations, at least to be the third seed in the NFCs. Yeah, I think coming this season, they need to at least be in the hunt for the playoffs. But yeah, the moves they made, the losses, they, they needed to be in the hunt. The, yeah, you made all those good moves for you guys. Sign Kenny Galley. Um, you made a pretty good move, move in the draft, which, by the way, I do want to credit one guy on, on the Giants defense. I don't know if you guys have have, have saw uh, him lately. Um, Ogeron is looking like a candidate for defensive rookie of the year. He has looked like a stud for the Giants defense. He has... He, they, just to play three games, he's had a sack in all three games. And he's just consistently got pressure on the quarterback. He's one of the few bright spots for his defense. So I got to give credit, credit to him. I don't know who I said before. You guys know how much I like that pick in the second round. At least Ogerari. I, I, I love that pick. I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead. Um, I think Chris will agree with me as on this as well. But the way... How your Giants are playing. I think y'all got to rebuild your whole team. You got to rebuild it. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was about to say that. I think but... I think me and Sam and Al, uh, Alex and Chris can all agree. Adam, you guys, honestly, every year it's like the Giants always want to do well. But there's a screw-up. You you guys wanted to get cat space. You, you trade OBJ. You get, and you send him to the Browns. Okay, that's... Then you guys were saying that Daniel Jones was going to be the Eli Manning processor, that he was going to be a good quarterback. Yeah, that didn't happen well. But only way for your Giants, yeah, I need a – you guys got a good defense player. And I think the player you said is going to be rookie of the year on defense. How you've been playing the sack every game, that's impressive. But however, if I already trade – if I heard them out during the offseason – Cut some people and trade some people. Like, you had this one defensive player years ago, Flowers. He's all offensive line. Flowers. Remember the guy, Flowers? Uh, Flowers, yeah. Who was the worst player I ever seen play in the NFL, but that's a different story. Oh, man. Oh, man. He gave and, me fits. He gave all Giants fans fits. 
So that's my end of my take. Not my hot take, but, you know, I'm just saying. But, however, the Giants are going probably going to be the last seed in the, in the NFC East. And I'm, I'm going to predict their record right now, if you don't mind, Adam. Mm-hmm. I'll give them four and I'll give them four wins. That's all I'm giving them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at their upcoming schedule. Now, again, and the, the Falcons and Washington, those are two winnable games. Those are the only two winnable games you had in the first three games of the season. Now you've dropped both of those. You got the Saints coming up on the road. You got the Cowboys coming up on the road. Then you have the Rams at home. Then you got the Panthers at home. Then you got the Chiefs on the road. And then finally, before you get to the bye week, you got the Raiders. Guys, I would not be surprised if all the Giants headed to the bye week 0-9 uh, or 1-8 or something like that. I would not be surprised at all. So, Adam, you say you – Chris, you're nodding. You got something to say? That is a brutal stretch of games. Yeah. That is tough. I was about to look at their schedule, but that is is not good. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they didn't score a touchdown for, like, the next three games. <laughs> oh, Sam, I knew I liked you. Uh, but, Adam, as a Giant fan, where do you rebuild from, on the offensive side or the defensive side, if you guys have the worst record this year? You guys go for a quarterback, you go for a, for a wideout, you go for RB, an RB, a tight end, or mm. a defense? I mean, if we get the first overall pick, you have to draft like um, a quarterback. I think, mm-hmm. I think you almost have to, unless 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 there's no one like um, um that you really like. But again, the guy from Liberty, Malik Willis. I've watched a couple. I mean, Chris, you're a big college football expert here, here. But um, I've watched a little bit of him. And yeah, I really like what I've seen from um Willis so far. Yeah, Willis has been good. This quarterback class is just—it's not as good as last year's. Yes. So. It's not- it's, just, it's, it's, not, be it's not as good as last year, but I mean, but, but I, the thing is, every I feel like every quarterback class like has like one like um even the weaker quarterback classes had they always have that one you know um diamond in the rough like oh, for sure like look at twenty nineteen sure. with uh with uh Kyler Murray for example for sure like it's always but like so so if they just, finish with like the worst yeah. record like oh you the, the worst record like you you go quarterback yeah but. yeah. Yeah, because because there's with the like, tough it, schedule coming up, I don't envision that happening. Like they're not a playoff team at all, but like they're not the worst team in football. They're better than there's they're better than a handful of teams still. I yes. Think. So yeah, if they're in position to get like um like Willis, like I I, I agree, but um if they're not, and again, if Daniel Jones continues to play like the way he's played, like he's not he has been amazing, but he's he's for the most part been solid. Like for the most part, if he if he like uh finishes like uh if the Giants like let's say finish the year like I don't know four and thirteen or something like like that and they and they're like picking high but not necessarily high enough to get like well something like then uh, I think you have no choice but to bring back Jones for like one more year. Oh, I, if I had to guess, he's their quarterback next season still. Yeah, I just don't envision them being. Bad enough to get one of the top. Now, yeah, if uh, if this was last year's quarterback class, that would say move on from them. Oh, for sure, it's tough to project because there's not a lot of teams that you would like right now. There's not a lot of teams you would envision drafting a quarterback high. I mean, um, Houston would be one. I think Houston, Pittsburgh and 
Yeah, Pittsburgh. I th- I think. I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh are the two that come to mind right off the bat. Uh, so, like, who else? A lot. The Chiefs? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, like a, a couple more come up during the year that become but more realistic options. So, like, last year, there was a lot. Like, cause they had, like, the big five prospects, and there was a lot of other teams that were rumored to potentially consider stuff. Yeah, and that's like, the, and, and that's, the, th- and that's so, the thing, guys. And that's yeah. the thing, guys. Like, if if Daniel Jones doesn't, I said before, if Daniel Jones are and doesn't end up being the guy, they're gonna look back at this at um this fast quarterback class and say, "Man, that was a missed opportunity." Because even if one of like Justin Fields or uh, Mac Jones like becomes a stud, like that's gonna be look back as a, like a missed opportunity. Don't get me started. Unless, unless they find a quarterback in like this year's. In like this news draft, don't get me started on Mac Jones right now. Not sure what you mean. With that. I mean, right. I may have to rant. May have to, I may have to. All right, all right. You know what? Speaking of rookie <laughs> quarterbacks, <laughs> speaking of rookie quarterbacks, Michael, I gotta ask you another rough performance for Zach Wilson. Does the Jets get shut out by the Denver Broncos? So. No comment. Michael, the floor is yours. No comment. <laughs> I, I, I Come just, on, my brother. I just. If you want the stats, I got the stats. Go ahead. Go, S- Sam, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'll say it. Screw it. I just believe Zach Wilson was really hyped up as the quarterback. He was the second pick in the draft, I believe, right? Chris. Yeah. Yeah, so he went second overall. He was and I was uh, just so you know, I was very high. Zach was to come out of college. He was great in college, but I said this many times on this podcast: you could have a great college career, and you and come not, to and the I have a great NFL career. Shit. You can do shit in the pros. I mean, I look at uh, Dwayne Haskins, for example. Dwayne Haskins disappointed me. As a yeah, yeah he was like, like he, he was yeah, a monster season for us. They think um, so to come to the NFL and lace a, lace an egg. Well, here's the thing, though. Every rookie, every good player has to has to notice, and I think Chris and myself and Sam and Alex and Adam, you probably noticed as well. If you you gotta adjust yourself from college sports to the N- NBA sports, you can be you, high school. You can play, be great in high school, be great in college, but some players don't make that transition and be like, you know what? I'm, how I played in college is not going to be how it's going to be the same way how I played in the NFL mm-hmm. or in the NBA. If you do it, play the same way how you played in college. It's a very, very rough transition that uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks can't. There's a reason why, like, um, like a large, like a large percentage of quarterback prospects bust. No, yeah, but it's like you got to remember, it's like with every single sport, it's like high school. You may verse very good players. You may verse bums. College, you're going to verse very good players, but they're not going to be on the standard of the pros. The pros, it doesn't matter who you verse, they're all there for a reason. Like Pre-tom. they're meant to be the best of the best. They're not meant to be, oh, Sorry, maybe, sort of. No, they're meant to be the best of the best. So well, let me only like One the thing. best of the best are going to stay in like the pros. Here's the thing, so, though, but let me just wrap, let me just, if you don't mind, I interrupt you for one second. Uh, everything I agree with you with, like we we agreed on the same thing. But 
However, you could still be a good, you could still be a bad football player and still be in the pros. That doesn't mean like bad athlete. You can still be in the pros. Like I can make, I played better than some of the athletes in the pros. I played better than. But however, you could be the best of the best. But there's some better players that didn't get the opportunity. Like you could be a great high school player. You could be an All American. I'm, I'm gonna say one that I was saying, for example. Jabril Peppers, who was a great friend of mine, on American in college, on American in high school. He couldn't even find his path when he went to the to, to the to the Browns. Now he's doing the height for the Giants. He's not a bum, but he wasn't a bust. But I also uh, say, yeah, no, the, I, I, yeah, that I get what you're saying. It's like some players, like they're not bad necessarily, but it's like they never got the opportunity to show how good they could be. Then yeah, like. And I think Chris is being, uh, yo, this is the first time I see Chris quiet on the podcast, you know, because Chris is working. <laughs> Dang. No, he's good. He's, I'm, just, I'm just listening. He's, like, waiting for the, he's waiting to, like, go off and cheese. No, because, like, because, like, it's, like, because uh, the the town, like, the people who are in the NFL and pro sports, like, they're talented. Skill's not normally the issue with why they fail, necessarily. And especially with quarterbacks, so much of it is based off the situation they end up in. Like, like that, I think that's a bigger factor. That's almost a bigger factor than how good they are. Because, like, they all, all these top quarterbacks have flaws. But if they land in a, on a good football team, good organization, good coach, like, it really helps. I mean, this goes for all sports, too. But quarterbacks like prevalent because they work more with like the coach and like development and whatnot. But like the system that these quarterbacks end up in is so crucial. Like Zach Wilson and like Justin Fields may as well start today too. Like those guys, they're just not in a position to succeed. And it's okay to like they'll go through the growing pains and they certainly touch on it around. But like a lot of these other guys, like Patrick Mahomes sat his first year. We, I feel like that his example gets overused too much now when talking about like rookie quarterback sitting behind his daughter. But like it, he was able to do that and just launch from Alex Smith, launch from Andy Reid. Like most rookie quarterbacks can't do that. And Mahomes had flaws and he, he still has the same flaws, but like in some ways, but like he learned behind Andy Reid and like a perfect system. And there's a lot of, and like Trey Lance is in the spot. He's not having to go through all those growing pains on the field. And that could benefit him later on. We'll see how that works out. Like in Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville's kind of struggling as well. Yeah. Just sometimes it's just based on the player, but like some they're they're gonna struggle early on and some players can't take the scrutiny that's gonna come with that, I feel like is also a big part. No, yeah, I I definitely agree with you on that. Uh let me just the reason why I want to bring up the stats for um, Zach Wilson is just because I get when you say like the growing pains and all that stuff, but performances like this, especially when you're considered like one of like the top people, like one of the top quarterbacks, it's like, it's kind of unexcusable. No, uh, uh, 100%, again, it's like, 100% like, here's not, the thing. Not like, that. It's like Bridgewater for the Broncos. He threw 25, he threw 25 passes. 19 were caught. He threw for 235 yards. Like, there's no touchdowns, but he threw for 235 yards. 
Wilson threw 35 and only 19 were caught. So Bridgewater threw 10 less and he still had the same amount caught than Wilson. Wilson only threw for 160 yards and had two interceptions. Like, I'm sorry, that that's just, that's inexcusable. It shouldn't be where the quarterback on the other team gets as many catches as you and like literally and can like get almost a hundred more yards than you with the same amount, if not less throws. Like that's just unacceptable to me. So I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. They're also side point, but I really like what I've seen from Teddy Bridgewater on Denver. Yeah. No, really yeah, that. And that's he's that's also uh we talked about with these rookie quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and like the Giants and whatnot, but like signing a veteran like that to fill that gap instead of going straight back into a, another top prospect is always an option for these teams. And so far for Denver, it's going okay. I mean help that they played some easy team teams, but they beat the Saints last week and they, they look they've looked really good too. But like that's no, also yeah. another option these teams can take. Yeah, a lot of it is also about situation, too, but go ahead, Alex. Uh, Sam, I, I wanted to go take on the Las Vegas game against Miami. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. The, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins uh, Raiders? Dolphins? Yeah. Oh, uh Oh, that one I didn't watch. I'm sorry. That one I didn't watch. I watched the Yankees game and I got too excited on that. Uh, we're we're going to get to that later, Sam. Trust me. We're going to get to that later. <laughs> I, I, got, the I watched that one. To the misery of my friend Alex here. But you were mentioning about <laughs> um, quarterbacks and like uh, moving into different situations. Like, look at how Matthew Stafford's looking uh, with the Rams. Stafford's nasty. Yeah, he is. Good. He's dirty. So happy to see Matthew Stafford with a competent football. It's a catalyst for that, Mike. But it one shock me if he gets in that combo. He's gonna be. He's gonna be an MVP talk. I'm telling you, boys, is now. Mass, Mass like, I, is gonna be. I'm. I. I think he'll be in the conversation. I'm not sure if he'll win it, but I think he'll be in the conversation. He'll win it. <laughs> Playing like this every week, he's winning it. Boys, it's pretty pretty simple. I think this was the best move for Matt Stafford's whole career. Yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. I think when he was in Detroit, he made it to the playoffs four times. Never won a playoff series. Never did. And he had, like, one of the greatest wide receivers in Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, but You had one of the greatest. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Michael. I'm just saying, this was the best move for him, honestly. You put him in a different division. Oh, wait, they're in the same division. The Lions were in the NFC, right, Chris? Yeah, you mean same conference, right? Same conference, but different division. I think now you can put Matt Stafford. Could take him. I think uh, this, this announcer said it. This PA announcer, this announcer said it best. Matt e. Stafford. To the, uh, has expectations of getting to the playoffs and winning. When the playoff series is not enough, they won a Super Bowl at the end of this year. And I think 
who in the kill, and I love Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. I've been a fan of him. I want him to do well. He's going to do well. This is the right system. He has a good set. He's a good coach, good wide receivers, and a good running back. You're going to do well. And I'm telling, I'm telling you, Chris, it's going to be Rams versus Chiefs Super Bowl. I'm changing my pick. Rams versus Chiefs Super Bowl this year. I Stay wish in. I could change my pick. <laughs> I'm saying it now. In February. I mean, they, no, 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 I take that. Take that back. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Should you sure the Ravens not going to be there? Sunday, oh, and I call oh. it. Out. I'm sure the Ravens not going to be there. Hey, I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson. Ask anybody. Ask these guys. They, I am. Speaking of the Ravens, like we gotta get some. Sam, we're gonna talk about them. Big win for you guys. Oh yes, Justin Tucker is like kill you soon. I think Chris is gonna murder you. (laughs) I mean, the Ravens found a way to win today. The Chiefs didn't. I mean, I don't know what how happened to your Chiefs, by the way. I need I mean, you're one and two to start the year. I'll talk Ravens real quick and then we'll transition. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. We'll, <laughs> but, we'll, 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 no, I just had, I just want to ask Because <laughs> did the Ravens not play well today? Because if you're down late to Detroit late, I'm assuming some stuff went wrong. I wasn't able to watch much of that game, though. Oh, yeah. the shame. No, I'm not talking trash. That, I mean, wow. No. <laughs> remember, remember, I. I won against your Chiefs. Just remember. Okay, okay. <laughs> just, just remember, Lam- just remember Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson had three touchdowns, which include two rushing touchdowns against your Chiefs. Just, just remember that real quick. <laughs> all right, all right. Chris, Chris, are you going to take this? Dude, he's coming in hot. I was not expecting this. Sam's I was expecting a little bit. He's, he's already hot. digging in. He's already <laughs> digging in. <laughs> The curse I know never back down from nobody. That's not the curse I know. The curse is, is backing down, avoiding questions. I didn't. When did we get? Uh, I didn't know Christina was on the show today. It's a very, it's a very late day for him. He's like, nah, no, what? Let it happen. Chris, you know I love you, brother. Yes, all right. I mean. I mean, Justin Tucker, I mean, six six. Uh, that's the NFL record, right? Six to six yards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that's that's definitely going to be on SportsCenter, I feel. Yeah, Justin Tucker is just – Justin Tucker is unreal. I mean, he had – what's it called? He had literally – out of the 19 points we scored, he scored 13 of them. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just unbelievable, Justin yeah. Tucker. And then the only other person to score on the point, I think, was from Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson had a rough game, didn't he? No, he had a pretty rough game. His yards were fine. His yards, he threw 287 yards. But he had an interception. Like, he just – he got, like – Above the catch rate to um to like throw rate, which uh, which was sixteen to thirty one, but like I, I expect more from Lamar Jackson a little bit more. Where he really struggled was the rushing yards. He only rushed for fifty eight yards, which is not bad, but he what's it called? I think I'm pretty sure he ran for seven of them. So he had a uh, seven carries, eight point three yards. A yeah, carry. he had. Yeah, it's like that's that's pretty good, but like comparing to like what he did like against the other people, like against other teams, it's like a little lower. Yeah. All right, Chris, time to put you on the spot. What happened? What's happening so far to your Chiefs? 
one well, and two to start the year. The Ravens game was just a just a tough one. I mean, two really good teams going at it. That those losses are gonna happen. It wasn't wasn't too upset there. The way the way we lost that one was unfortunate. But Lamar Jackson just balled out and he just got hippy capped because he made a couple really bad mistakes on the exam for a quarter. But he he bounced back and that was really damn impressive, not gonna lie. And then today, I mean, when you turn the ball over four times and you don't force any turn, force any turnover, so yeah, minus four in the turnover differential. It, I could have looked, should have looked up some stats on that, but those teams probably do not win very often. If I had to guess, probably pretty close to zero percent of the time. Minus four in the turnover differential, that is atrocious. And not like the way the turnovers happened were really bad. Like just careless fumbles. Edwards Leo had a fumble, but that which it was more frustrating because the running game was really good. The offensive line struggled in pass protection, but they were dominant in the run blocking. Like it went it went very well. But like even without the like the turnovers were Give the Chargers credit, a lot of credit, because they played really well defensively. But all four, I think, four, the last one was kind of stupid interception from home, doing a little too much. But the first three, that, like, really set us back. They were all, like, the Chargers did a good job stripping it, but they were just tailless turnovers that are inexcusable for, for the guys who did it. And then we almost had another fumble late when we were trying to actually – Maybe in the third quarter, Mahomes had a fumble that luckily he was able to hang on to and sneak it around. But just the, I don't know, because the biggest issue for the team's obviously the defense. And they were, they were, the defense was really good today. So that's one positive. Like you see a lot of 30 points, a lot of, a lot of stuff happen. But like put, when the offense is putting you in a bad spot like that, it's, you're not going to have success. But the defense got so many big stops for this team to give them a chance, allow the offense to get back in the game. And then even – I don't know. I would have to look back. But they got a stop in the fourth quarter that they needed to. They may have gotten two. I may be wrong, though. But they got at least a stop that you needed. Like, you give Mahomes the ball, tie game with, like, two and a half minutes left. Like, you can't give the ball back to the Chargers. So, they got it – not even just giving it back. Like, the Chargers got it pretty much pretty close to midfield. And just a lot of – just dumb mistakes. But just the way that the Chargers were getting pressure on Mahomes and like they just did a really good job defending. But like they were able to just get enough pressure because they had some stuff open down the middle. But Joey Bosa, I want to give props, he dominated. He got, he had an ankle injury so he was questionable. I believe he's questionable but I know he's going to come in. And then he aggravated it and early on and I was like, okay, this will help us out a little bit. But then he came back in and absolutely dominated that football game. He was elite. Like, it was Joey Bosa. So that was tough. But, I mean, the offense, I don't know. Like, they, they, the, frustrating, the more frustrating part is they moved the ball fairly well before, besides the turnovers. And, like, the whole first half, they would – they had, like, 30 first downs in this game or something. I heard and there's like multiple drives they're getting four or five first downs and then trouble. It's just like that's frustrating. But I mean, the defense the defense played well, and 
He just lost a tough football game. No, I'm not concerned yet. So just take care of the turnovers and find a way to win these football games moving forward. Yeah. I don't, coming, I don't up, think coming up, no you got the Eagles, so that's a yeah. must win. Oh, if you lose to the Eagles, then the panic button is being. And then after that, you got the Bills. The, the, after that, you got the Bills. So I, yeah, honestly, so Chris. The Eagles get some confidence. I, get Chris, I would not be surprised up. if you guys are two and three to start the year. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. If you mind if I interject, what's it called? The Chiefs. I think I, if I was a Chiefs fan, I really I wouldn't be worrying right now. I mean, no. the first three games, it's like you versus Cleveland. That's an easy. That's an easy win. That the first four also, games. Also, they, the first four games are like glorified preseason. The yeah. Browns against the Browns, we were really bad that game. Like, exactly, we like, were worse that game than we were against the Ravens. Probably. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like, not probably I, I, definitely. I, I, like, I the Browns handed like, us that football game. Like honestly, yeah, they handed that like, to us. It's like the Chiefs were terrible, but it's like yeah. the Browns are just way yeah. less talented and worse than yeah. the Chiefs. That's like you expect the Chiefs to win. Yeah, Ravens yeah. against Chiefs. That's a good matchup. That's a tough matchup that can go either way. Yeah, that and was a the game. It was a hell of a game. That game was yeah. intense. Exactly. It's literally. It's like Lamar Jackson. And Patrick Mahomes. If Lamar Jackson didn't do what he did, I'm letting you know the Chiefs would have won that game very easily. Oh, no, that, that's something I've been I've been critical right. of Lamar. Like I'm a big fan, but I've been critical. But like if he had the mistakes, he'll make some mistakes. But like he bounced back from he had, I think, an interception too early in the Chiefs game. But like after those, he he was locked in and yeah, because it, it after, this, after that those two interceptions, he, he was, was good nasty. Yeah, because Patrick Patrick Mahomes, he finished the game off. He finished that game off with like literally only seven of his passes were not caught. Yeah. He threw 31, only seven of them were not caught. And he had like 343 yards. Yeah. Like he played amazing that game. Yeah. And then the and then this game, the Chargers, like you said, they just played sloppy. But again, the Chargers are not one of those teams where like they're bad. They're no, they're no, around like decent play, to good territory. Yeah, they're French playoff playoff contender. Like you're not yeah, they're like a like they're a playoff contender. Like they're good. So like that's even, what I'm saying. It's yeah. like like yeah, yeah. So like good, this upcoming game against the Eagles, if you don't win, then I start slightly yeah. panicking. But like these first yeah. three games, it's like okay, two out of the first three, it's like you're versing like playoff to championship contenders. So yeah, like exactly. I'm not worrying too much yet. No. Yeah. As long as you beat the Eagles, just get some confidence. It's like speaking of teams that are going to beat, like, All right. get, get to that Bills game and see if you can yeah. get that one and get some confidence. Well, Let's go Cowboys it. again, my Cowboys. All right, back. yeah, yeah, big money in a football game. I mean, before we get to Mike's hot take, um, I do want to take a moment to um the wrap up football talk here, guys. I don't know if you knew this during um the halftime of the Giants Falcons game. You guys know what Eli happened? Manning. Eli Manning. Eli Manning, Manning number ten jersey was retired, and he Eli was inducted into um the Giants Ring of Honor. So rightfully so. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. The guy is um like the guy is clearly the best quarterback in Giants franchise history, and really one of the greatest. Wait, it, it's Giants Kurt Warner. Don't forget about Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was there for only a year. Mike, I'm gonna mute you for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I just want to throw it at him. Okay, but I mean, 
I just want to talk about Yo, Yo, who my for video? a second. Stop my video. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> okay, but but Eli's career, I mean, there's two things I could you could really describe Eli's career with. Toughness and clutchness. Because this guy, like, never missed a game due to injury in his entire career, which is insane. To be to be a quarterback in the NFL and to like to, to play in the NFL and not miss a single game due to injury and you're not a kicker or a punter, like that's seriously like that's seriously impressive. The only reason, like the only reason, like I think he didn't challenge Brett Favre's streak was because of that moron Ben McAdoo benched him for Geo Smith, which I will never ever forgive Ben McAdoo in my life for that. But forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, like oh, that was a rough and, time, and um, there's a lot. There's a lot of debates around like is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Like, um, and here's the one thing I'll I'll say that this guys we all talked before about uh, Tom Brady, right? And yeah. then potentially being yeah. the greatest, um, one of the greatest, the, like the greatest football player of all time. He's still doing what he's doing yeah. at 44 years old. Eli Manning outplayed Tom Brady on the biggest stage twice. No, got, not, uh, on the not beat, twice. Beat. Once, definitely not twice. Not twice. You're tapping on it twice. One time, uh, yes. One time, yeah. Because he, like, he ruined Wait. the perfect season for the Patriots. That yeah. one, I, I, I that one, Calvin. That was the but, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, he ruined, I mean, that, he ruined that perfect season. I mean, I mean, that drive, like, to, um, you and uh, that, that drive, I mean, you could say what you want about the Tyree catch, like, that one play, the one play that I will focus on that going back to his surface. How did Eli get out of that play, man? No, that's what I'm saying. How did he not get, he managed to avoid the rush and just, and then make that throw to Tyree, and then obviously, like, make the throw to a practical bird. Made the floor pack so burst. That drive will go forever go down, is my opinion, as like one of not the greatest drives in NFL history. I mean, to make that drive with the stakes, like Patriots perfect season on the line, Super Bowl on the line. I mean, you couldn't have wrote a better script than that. And then go fast forward four years later. Um, that's who has 11 team. I don't guys, I don't know if you guys remember. With that, the Giants finished nine seven that year. If it wasn't for Eli Manning in the season he had, they might have finished like uh, they might have finished like four and like twelve or something. Like I, oh, I'm no, telling yeah. you, that he, team, he, that yeah. team, he like carried that team to the postseason because their defense like was injured and hurt all year, and they were they had like one of the worst defenses in the league that year. Now, granted, once their defense got healthy and they got to the playoffs, their defense heated up and they started playing better. I'll give them that, but still, if it if it wasn't for Eli, there's no way they even get to the playoffs. I mean, and there's so many other games that that NFC Championship game again at Lambeau to go out, go in there and that flinch temperatures and beat Brett Favre. Two years later, um, beat the 15-1 Green Bay Packers. That one NFC Championship game against the 49ers. I don't know if you guys watched that game. Eli and I was getting killed that game. Like got sacked, got sacked like what six times, got hit like what over twenty. Times, but he kept on game back up and like, and ultimately like I put the Giants in position to win that game and in Super Bowl um uh, uh forty six like that once again I guess uh the Patriots and then that throw to Mario Manningham that will go, in my opinion is one of the greatest throws like a Super Bowl history that throw he made to Mario Manningham like on the sidelines like if he puts it in. Any other position, that ball is either A, incomplete, or B, an interception. It was just a picture. 
perfect throw. So, I mean, Eli Manning, if you're listening to this, as a Giants, I salute you. All Giants fans, we salute you. And congratulations on, like, um, having his number 10 retired and hired by the Giants and being rightfully so inducted into the Giants' ring of honor, which, guys, I think y'all can agree. Like, regard- Michael, regardless of your opinions on Eli Manning, whether he's a Hall of Famer, this is well-deserved. No, yeah, I I agree one hundred percent with that. Eli Manning would. Eli Manning is. Just, I remember I was a very big Eli Manning hater all my all of his career. <laughs> oh, that's I, when you can tell saw, he's he a was, good player. If you have haters, you're obviously a good player. Nah, he's a thing. Eli Manning. I thought he was overrated for many years. I thought he was overrated until he won the Super Bowl. I was like, until he won the Super Bowl, beat. Beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, which has never been done in a Super Bowl. Tom Brady was undefeated going in the Super Bowl, boys. And so, wait, only two teams that beat Manning in the Super Bowl are the NFC and or in the NFC East, or yeah. the Giants and the Eagles are the only two teams that beat Brady in the Super Bowl, which has never been done. If you told me. That Brady, how many Super Brady's been in what nine Super Bowls? Yeah, he's been in ten. Nine he's been the ten. ten Super Bowls. He's been ten, and, ten and he's, I think he's Bowls. won like he's seven won seven eight. out of three. Seven, he out, won of seven three. out of three. He's won seven, lost three. Some boys, and two I, of those losses are on the account of at number ten. Point is, I think Eli Manning is probably the greatest. Is not in the. He's probably in the top twenty greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't know top where you. Eli not top twenty greatest court. No, maybe like uh, maybe maybe I think he hinders around like the top thirty ish, top thirty, top twenty five ish. I was being he's, ho- he's hovering around that spot, I think. But Eli, he does. He but all all serious, he deserves to be in the in the in the Giants. Gets number retired. He beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. No teams to say. It. They could beat the Patriots in the playoffs, but you beat them two Super Bowls. Like that has never been done. Like, yeah. Even though I hate Eli Manning as a player, because I, I, I'm still thinking Peyton Manning is still better than Eli Manning for sure. I agree there. No, but one thing I will say is this: I think the point when people really started to like. At least this is my opinion. This is my opinion. When people really start to hinder and question when Eli Manning was a Hall of Famer or not, and I think this is completely stupid, is when Odell Beckham Jr. came in and he started looking like he was like the next big thing. Like that kind of hindered him because then people thought, oh, the Giants are going to supposed to be like this superstar team because they have Eli Manning and then they have this superstar receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm just like, guys, that's one catch. Literally, that's one catch he did. In the playoffs, he didn't show up. Eli Manning, I think, I don't think Eli Manning had the best game either, but Odell Beckham Jr. That one one playoff game, yo, Eli played well in that game. Yeah. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was hitting over. Odell and Stride and Odell just couldn't catch the ball that game, man. Exactly. I mentioned this on the Sam. I mentioned this to you yesterday. Uh, Here's another thing about Eli. Can you name me one like big time receiver that left Eli and was the same? 
No, oh, no. O- Odell hasn't been the same since leaving the, the Giants. Pasco Burris wasn't the same leaving the Giants. I mean, Hakeem Nix wasn't the same. Um, I mean, the, there's not one receiver who left the Giants and really like. Jeremy Shockey. There you go. Damn. Okay, Jeremy Shockey, I'll give you. There. <laughs> I mean, Name Chris Ops got anything there. to say? I mean, you, you kind of hit on it. Definitely, like, Crofty, like, what well deserved. He's like, he's a Giants legend for what he did, win those two Super Bowls. And, I mean, I, I loved watching him play personally and happy he's getting some props. And the Ring of Honor is always, I'd love seeing Chiefs players get retired. So I know it's awesome being on for Giants fans, seeing that for him. He's also killing on Monday Night Football at Peyton, by the way. Wow. My God, that is so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, apologize to the Monday Night Football booth. I'm never going back for paying any line. I don't even know who the Monday Night Football crew is, and I'm not finding out all season. <laughs> you guys tell me. Okay. All right, all right. Do right. Adam. All right, guys, it's time to start the segment of the show. Which we're, I'm sorry, Michael, we don't have much time, so we're going to have to make a quick one, but hey, we got to no, move you- on. Hell no, I'm going <laughs> All right. You're going right. to rob me of my hot take. Hell no. Okay. Uh, we're going to move <laughs> on to the segment of the show that is like Giancarlo Stetton moonshots. Mike's hot take. Michael Cunningham, take it away. You know what? Some idiot on my Facebook, I have a sports Facebook page, said, that the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors and the 2015-2016 Warriors could beat the 95-96 Chicago Bulls. That pissed me off. That pissed me the hell off. Oh, that, that triggered me. That, that pissed me off. Okay. The 95-96 Bulls will beat any Warriors team in general. Yet the greatest NBA player of all time the best, one of the best more forwards in the game of all time that created the point forward in Scottie Pippen. You have Ron Harper, who is a lockdown defender. You have Dennis Rodman, who can guard anybody from one to five, who's ever, he could score 20 points and give you 20 rebounds if he wanted to. I'm telling you this if the, if the Bulls and the, and the Warriors were in a seven game series, Bulls sweeping in four. No, who could guard Jordan on that team? Draymond Green can't guard a ball of dog poop. But, however, I can say the same thing. Pippen will shut – and this is still in the hand check era. Pippen will shut down Curry. Because Pippen will play – I don't think Pippen will shut down Curry. Pippen will shut down Curry. Oh, Pippen, no, no, Steph Curry, like, with his, sh- with his shot, he could shot ever. in any era. I don't think Pippen's going to shut down Curry. You, you, do you ever watch Guy Pippen play basketball? I've watched a you little bit, but I still I don't better, think he'll shut watch down Curry. Post, brother. You better watch. You better I, watch that. I, I, that better series, watch you're you're giving the Warriors a little too great. Now I will agree the Buck the Bucks will ultimately win the series. The Bulls but will win the series. The, sorry, not the Bucks. The Bulls would ultimately like um if they, they play down, the Bulls would ultimately win the series. But would I be surprised if the, if the um the Warriors like w- which one the six the Warriors with KD or without KD with KD. With- Bulls if it's with KD, the Warriors are taking at least two games. No way. Not they're taking two games. Who's stopping KD? Who's stopping KD? Who's stopping Jordan? 
Nobody boys, guards. Boys, 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 boys. So let's settle down. But I'm the, I'm the, I, I, I got this. Okay, Sam, go ahead. Sam, go ahead. Adam, yeah. I will say. We're stopping the greatest basketball player in history. No, he has, here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to remember. I agree with you. No one's, no one's stopping Jordan. I mean, I, I agree. I, 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 no, no, one, I agree. no one's going to stop Jordan on that team. Jordan's going to have a field day. I wouldn't be surprised if on the Warriors, he averaged 42, 45 on their head. And Jordan was, he, he, Jordan was yeah. averaging 30 in an era where there was more physical. He was exactly. averaging 30. And this however, era for 40 or 50 points. Yeah. So, but however, however, there's a big thing that you need to realize. <laughs> I agree with you. The Bulls will win, and I feel like it would be a gentleman's sweep. Personally, I feel like the Warriors would get one game, and here's the reason why. Do tell. Jordan, Jordan, I feel like can guard Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, or you can put Ron Harper even to try to stop Curry. But the main thing is Durant. Scottie Pippen was Scottie Pippen was a bad man. He was a bad, bad man. Like he was easily like a top 25, 30 player all time. There's no doubt about that. But KD is just on a different level. We but see his- what he did against Giannis. Giannis is 6'11 and has a wingspan of probably like for like a seven foot one, seven foot two person. And KD was still shooting over him. All KD needs is a little room for Scottie Pippen. He'll be shooting over him the entire time. Thing, but so Scottie on Durant. But here's the thing: you put. But here's the thing: Dennis Rodman is going to shut down Draymond Green. I'm telling you oh, that. That 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 no doubt. Dr- no Draymond score at all. Rodman will have a field day with him with rebounds. And I'm mm-hmm. saying Dennis Rodman, who's probably the greatest rebounder in NBA history. I must say he's a better rebounder than Bill Russell, and I love Bill Russell. Will Chamberlain? I Dennis Rodman w- was a rebound king for seven straight years. And Will Chamberlain literally averages 20 rebounds. Dennis Rodman was a bad man on rebounds, bro. Oh, no, I'm not bad. saying he wasn't. I wasn't saying he wasn't. Don't worry. What I'm, I'm saying, saying is though. I'm just saying. Um the Bulls will win the series. But, however, depends on what era. If, if the Bulls are playing in the hand check, they sweeping. They are sweeping the Warriors because Curry is too soft. That, that I agree with. That I definitely agree with. The Bulls are sweeping them in four games. Chris, what do you think? They're playing in the 90s. In the the hand 90s check, probably. It's just so tough to compare, like because they're so yeah. different. Anyway. But however, if the but if Bulls, you go strictly today's game, like it would be somewhat competitive. But, but if you're playing in the I, Bulls I, era, it's I, not I, at the all. Bulls win five or six. Mm-hmm. But in the, ever back in the nineties, Bulls are sweeping them hands down. I, I say that I said back in the day, the Bulls they do a gentleman sweep just because I feel like KD. He's just that good of a player to go off one game. Like how like how Jason Tatum is here against the Brooklyn Nets, went off for 50 and took a game from the Nets. I feel like KD's good enough where he can do that. If we're talking about today's era, I feel like the Warriors, they only got one more game just because 
again, no one can guard Jordan. And especially if Jordan learns how to shoot a three-pointer, which we keep forgetting, in the latter part of his career, he was a pretty damn good three-point shooter. He was starting to get there. So, like, in this era, he would be having a field day inside and out, so no one's stopping him. Especially at this era, he would score 40. Sorry to interrupt you, Sam. No, it's fine. But it's just that with the rule changes and all that stuff, it's like you will have Curry a field. will be more effective in today's game than the nineties. Here's the thing: the nineties, the eighties, and nineties were the roughest area to play basketball. Oh, I know that. And Chris will agree with me on Big Chris will agree with me on this one. You agree with me, Big C? The Bulls were probably the greatest team dynasty to ever be assembled in NBA history. Oh, that I that I agree 100%. 100%. with. That that I agree with. The only the only team that comes close to that is the, the Celtics and like no, the Celtics in like the nineteen sixties, and that's just because they had like eight or nine Hall of Famers at a time yeah. on one team. I gotta say the Lakers too. I gotta say the Lakers, the 2000, 2001, 2002. Oh, oh, just dominating teams. No, else also in the 1980s, the Lakers, because they had like yeah. Kareem and James Worthy, Magic Johnson, Brian back Byron to Scott. Back. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I was doing my Magic Johnson impersonation. But the point is, I'm going to say this no defender can stop Jordan. Not even Kawhi Leonard, who is the greatest defender in the game today, want to stop Jordan. Oh, I, I agree. I, with you I agree. I, here's the thing: I feel like he would, like even someone like Kawhi Leonard, I feel like he would kind of slow him down. But slow him down, 30. meaning he goes from scoring forty to thirty-five. Yeah. Everything I'm saying, I'm gonna say this as well, and I believe that here's the thing. Phil Jackson, here's the thing why the Bulls won't. Does that Steve Kerr, who had to coach against Phil Jackson. Well, however, Phil Jackson is probably not the best coach, but he's a great coach because here's why. You win. Here's the thing. You have Kobe. You win with Jordan and Pippen, but you learn how to make those Eagles work. When he coached Kobe and Shaq, he made those Eagles work. You had to deal with Kobe, who was my idol, who I love more than anybody. And I put Kobe Bryant underneath Jesus. But um, Kobe was a hard player to coach. That's what people said. Yeah. Was, but if you have Phil Jackson, who has the I with team, and there's no I in the team, you will win championship with Kobe. And I'm going to say this to end my hot take. No team will beat the Bulls. I don't care if it's Wilkes Lakers team with Jerry West and Elgin Baylor in the in the in the sixties and seventies. No team will beat the Bulls. Not even the big three in Miami will beat the Bulls. Oh, that's definite. Uh, the yeah. big three in Miami wouldn't beat the Golden State Warriors with KD and yeah. Steph. And I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking. Yeah, about, I, I agree. I don't, th- I don't think um, the Bulls. I don't think the Heat beat the Bulls. I don't think the the Warriors beat the Bulls. Nets might beat the Bulls though. That's just bias. That's just bias. That is strictly biased there, Michael Cunningham. That is strictly biased. Hello, stupid, stupid idea, stupid saying. Please press 
<laughs> okay. Uh, hello, Adam, you, you've bro, reached the... You you've reached... Right I said it was strictly no. biased, all right? Uh, not... Hey, listen, listen, it's 1246. Wait, he must be tired. He must be tired. He said it's a bullshit. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a bullshit. Okay, is that the end of your hot take, Michael? Yeah, it's in my hot okay. take. Okay, I mean... Guys, we're going to vote on this. I mean, Sam, if you don't know, at the end of every single hot take, we vote to see whether or not we approve of it or not. Um, I've been thinking I'm going to approve this one. Duh. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's you're saying like the Bulls, they they won't be beat by any team. I definitely approve this. Like there's there's not one team I feel like. I can like definitely just say, oh no, yeah, they they can beat the Bulls. Like, okay, it's all of them. That I think... buy everybody's bar tab. You guys can name one team. I'll buy everybody's bar tab. Okay, yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I'll approve. All right, Wait, so I wanted to disapprove it so bad. Okay, so you are now forty-one out of forty-four. So congratulations, Michael Cunningham. Um, Wait, well, forty-one out of forty-four. Yeah, yeah he's, he's had a few you bad see, ones. He, he, he's yeah. had a couple of bad ones. He's had a couple. Remember that one where he said, "Um, he said that Chris Jenkins' shot was not. Uh, remember that shot, Sam? Yeah, I, he I said that shot was the top five shot of all time. That was the first one we disapproved. Oh wait, 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 who, 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 who? Chris Jenkins. Remember that shot and to win the the um, March Madness. That yeah. shot wasn't. He just threw it up and made it. <laughs> I have to walk off the set real quick. Quick. <laughs> how? 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 Wow! Really? Wow! Really? It was a terrible take. Oh, okay. All right. It was terrible. Right. Michael still says my to say, but the rest of them agreed out. Agreed out. It's terrible. Wow. Okay. Wow. I think you started to say the Nets had a chance to beat the 95-96 Bulls. I, w- I wasn't serious. <laughs> the, you were serious. I said it was strictly worse. out of bias. Michael, okay? you make an atrocious hate joke every episode. Like, listen, listen, listen. Real talk about that Jenkins thing. That you, you just reached like Ryan Holland's level bad on that take. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you reached Ryan Holland's level bad. Like... <laughs> Oh damn, he wrote Sam. I liked you, Sam, until you wrote to me. Sam, I liked you. Did you just hurt my feelings? <laughs> Sam, hurt All my right. feelings. Sam, you hurt my feelings. All right, guys. So we're gonna talk some baseball here. I mean, we were obviously I Sam, obviously we're itching to talk about the Yankees here, but unfortunately, oh, our good friend Alexander Reach has to leave Steve soon. So Alex. If you want to talk about your Phillies, like you could just do that, like um, right now. But um, I gotta say, I said before, you guys need to sweep Pittsburgh, and unfortunately, you guys couldn't do that. And I believe you're what two and a half back of Atlanta. Uh, yeah. I uh, unfortunately, uh, they couldn't get the job done uh yesterday, and the. It, the real test starts Tuesday in Atlanta, and I'm really excited to see how 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 good they can uh, be after coming off a, a two and three win series against Pittsburgh. And I think that the offense is going to have to be on point with. Uh, the Braves' defense, 
uh, because their defense can be a problem, and it'll be a nightmare if the Furies can't can't get anything going. And I think that um, having solid starter starting pitching as their rotation is going to have a big effect on that. And I'm just excited to see what the last uh, seven, eight games they have in them and see if they can turn it around and do something about it. Yeah, definitely. You're two and a half back of the Braves now. Yeah. I said I, I said before you guys need to go like at least six and one in my opinion, but ultimately you fell short doing it. And I believe you're two and a half back of the Braves with six games to go. I think Alex, I hate to say this, but I think you guys have to sweep the Braves if you guys want to have a chance at the division. You gotta sweep them. To be honest, I uh, I feel like the Philly season is done. Really? Damn, yeah, Alex is giving up. I, I think it's a little oh, too soon to give up, because if they, give up. If they sweep Philadelphia, um, if they sweep the Braves, then I think they are they're in the driver's seat. Because then they got three games against them. Then they finish the season against the Marlins, Marlins, and I'm, I'm I'm actually not feeling optimistic about the Braves series. Okay, so oh. but yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, that series is gonna be because that series. It, because Atlanta really whooped that the uh the Padres this yeah. weekend and after seeing that I'm like you know what I think Atlanta is gonna win the division. Yeah Atlanta's but yeah this is baseball you know anything can happen yeah, anything can happen. I mean just a couple of, just a week ago I was basically giving up on the Yankees and look at what they're doing right now. Eric they destroyed the Red Sox. Yeah <laughs> one thing Adam one thing Adam <laughs> Uh, what is your opinion on if the Phillies can win two out of the three? If they win two out of three, I then I think you're what a game and a half back. I mean, yeah. I still don't think that. I I mean, I, I still don't think that's enough. Unless like, unless you somehow sweep um, Milwaukee. I think unless you somehow sweep um Miami and then um. And then the Braves right. lose the game or two to the Mets, but I think if you realistically want a chance, you gotta sweep them. You gotta sweep them. I think. Yeah. If if you lose two out of three, then that's it. It's done. Yeah. I mean, uh, even if the Phillies don't make it to the playoffs this year, I'll be rooting on for those Oakland Athletics. <laughs> Oakland Athletics are even gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, bad, bad news. Alex. You're gonna be here's what you're gonna be wait, wait, wait. against. Be honest, Alex. You're gonna be rooting against whoever's playing the Yankees. Just be honest. Wait, let me get this out of my my mouth right now. The Oakland A's just swept the Houston Astros. All right. Well, you and well you know there's still, well. still three back, but that's that's a lot of the ground. There's still three back though. I mean. You guys know how much we love, like, however beats up on the Astros. And he's all playing the Mariners, The Astros. <laughs> and one last thing. One last thing. Let's go, Jays. Wait, Alex, serious question. Damn. Yes. 
Would you rather the Yankees or the Astros win the World Series? Uh, are you really going to choose honest, the cheaters? Yankees. Okay. Thank you. I, I, I can respect you now for that at least. Okay. Okay. Alan, if you said the Astros, I would have. I would not have been happy. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, you really going to choose the cheaters? I expected him to say the Astros, though. So I'm, I'm very happy. Yo, very I, I low key thought he was going to say Astros, too. <laughs> knowing Alan. All right. Let me ask you. No, let me tell you something. Cheese stick. Alex will pick the cheese stick to save me any Yankee player. <laughs> Damn. Y'all, trust me. I have seen Alex diss so many Yankee teams. He be, yo, this is in the Alex sense. Yo, Philly fans don't like New York fans or Philly teams. Don't Yo, like Sam, teams. this is the same guy who I told you that um, when I was on the way, way home from the ferry from Ocean City that was bragging about the Yankees winning streak every trend and he nearly cost me a new hat. I, 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 you could credit Alex for that. This is the you could credit Alex for that. Well, all I got to say is, you know, the Red Sox, man. Okay. A grand slam and then, you know, all right. Double and a home run. All right. All right. Speaking of the Red Sox, you want to know who, uh, guys, you want to know who hurt a lot of people's feelings around Ooh. the country? Ooh, the New York Yankees. Oh, yes. Sweeping the Boston Red Sox. Oh, my God. Where do I begin? Giancarlo um, F. Stanton. That's where you need to begin. Yeah, it starts with Stanton. It ends with Stanton. It's like, a Stanton, and it starts with Stanton. That's all you need to talk about. Yeah, that's all you need to know. I mean, I, I, I'll say this about Stanton. For a guy who receives as much hate as Stanton does, the guy just is just unbelievable. He's just yeah. done. I mean, I mean, and here's the thing. He's answered, like, I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, Sam, Michael, what do you think about it? This guy has rich answered every single criticism like that was against him by any chance. They say he's not clutch. Well, you look at he's got multiple big hits from Frank this season. And remember what he did in the last postseason? Oh yeah, he uh, he was he or he tore it up last postseason. He was one of our few good hitters that postseason. That's number yeah. one. Number two, they say uh, oh he's not healthy. He can't stay healthy. Well, he's, he's played three much. He stayed healthy pretty much all year. He's played in what like hundred thirty something games. Yeah. Yeah. And number three, they say, he can't, oh, we can't play the field. Well, he's playing the field now. He's playing left field. He's playing right field. He's answered every single criticism of him this offseason. I mean, uh, this no, is fancy yeah. fan. The guy is just, uh, the guy is just like, um, I said, before, I said before, this guy is truly like one of the, be- one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball. I've, I've, I've kept that stance for years. He's like, in terms of, Strictly is our and our hardiest but Did you guys, Sam? Unfortunately, we didn't see it live. Did you see that that stand in a Grand Slam yesterday? Oh um, my god! I saw videos. That. that was wow. It was. It was like four hundred fifty feet, and this past game, yeah. and this past game, like um, the seal of the old two run home run that oh, went oh, four hundred forty feet. I mean, yeah. And I also, like... oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Okay, no, and also like Aaron Judge. Big two-run double. Um, big two-run double. I mean, this guy, I said before, top priority offseason, uh, aside from firing Amber, which I'm going to get to that a little, a little bit. But <laughs> but, but that uh, top priority, they, they need to extend this man. He's a free agent after next season. They need to lock this guy up long-term. They, they need to lock him up at least for another good, like, five, at, seven at, years. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. I, I think he's he's there's a lot of debate going this off season. Oh, this either. Oh, should the Yankees extend Aaron Judge? You know, he's too injury prone. You know, he's too injury prone. Yeah, he's, but like Stan, he's, he's played. He's played for much The only time he even remotely got hurt was when he went on the COVID IL. Yeah, that's it's it. Like, it's like literally Aaron Judge has been one of our best players for like he's been years an, he's, now. He's, I would not be surprised if he finished his top three in MVP voting. Yeah, because like he's he's that good. Like he's true, he's truly like one of the best players in the sport. He's at, he's one of the top ten players in the sport, and another guy who had a unfortunately he didn't do um he didn't do that good um in the first uh in the last two games he went hitless in the last two games games of the series, but yeah, most of first game of the series, Glaber Torres might just finally start to get going. It looks like he's finally starting to get going. I don't know if he I I mentioned this um. In last episode, Sam, but I believe like in the second half of the year, Glaber is hitting like over two ninety, and he's his slugging percentage is really like his numbers in the second half are really really good. And I said before, if he could just be, if he could just like hit for just be a guy that hits for a high average, he could just hit, have some of the power that I had in twenty nineteen, and just hit like twenty five bombs a year. That's an all star caliber second baseman, and I think. I think similar to Yankee fans who were, I think I think people who were saying, oh, it's through saying who were thinking, oh, maybe they should give up on Glaber. I still think it's way too soon to give up on a 24 year old who's been a nil infant who's been to the All Star team twice. No, yeah, I I 100 agree. He's he's been like really really good. As another, late. yeah, it's just that what's it called. You have to remember though, like where we were, like at the beginning, yeah, of the season. And I do. Like, and they mentioned bad. it on the broadcast that um, a rod, a rod mentioned it on the broadcast on Sunday on Sunday Night Baseball that the move second, the second base, I feel like was really helping him out because it t- it takes a lot of pressure off of my shortstop because now second base he doesn't need to be like he hasn't like if he like boots a ball second base he can still make the play. You know, he does not as much pressure on him and. He mentioned that when you're like struggling defensively, like, like when when you're a player and you're struggling defensively, like it can get in your head, like when you're at the plate. So now yeah, there's not yeah. much pressure on Glaber at second base. Like he just focused on just, you know, just, just raking, man. And this past game, like before judges stand save the season, I was ready to come on here and kill him. Um, the oh, yeah, the, the man the management was terrible. <laughs> I mean, like, what was Aaron Boone thinking? Um, he brings in Holmes. Holmes strikes out the side in the bottom of the sixth inning. Strikes out the side, and the, he he's through like what eleven pitches. Yeah, Boone thinks it's a good idea to go to Rodriguez, a guy we've never heard of before. In the bottom of the thing, what does Rodriguez do? He gives the lead right back to uh, the Boston Red Sox. If it, if it wasn't, yeah, I'll tell you right now, Aaron Boone better be buying Aaron Judge a John Carl Stanton ice cream tonight. Because if it wasn't for those two big hits, I would be coming on this as podcast killing Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, because yeah, you, I would have been ripping the shreds. I, 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 I will, I will have been like. Because that was just that was just a, one of many many questionable moves that Aaron Boone has made this um 
season. I said before, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, they need to move on from him. Yeah. I said I said before, like, but unfortunately, but thankfully, right now, right now, unfortunately, but thankfully, unfortunately, but thankfully, the Yankees right now they're they're in a good position. They're um right they're, now, they're, thanks to this week, they now hold um second first, place. I'm pretty sure. No, they hold the first wild card in the American League. They they hold first place in the American League wild card. So if the season okay. ended today. They would um have home field advantage in the wild card. Now, now they've got uh the Toronto Blue Jays. I say if you take two out of three in that series, they pretty much put the Blue Jays away. I'm pretty I sure think. what's it I, called? I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna um put the Blue Jays away just because the Blue Jays this season, they're the Blue Jays, don't get me wrong, they're good, but they're not really at their like best. They're not really they're not like, re- I don't think, I don't think they're truly ready yet. Yeah, they're, I, still, they're I still think really they're on the younger ready. side. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a stud, but uh, and obviously, um, George Springer is also really good. But um, I mean, and Robbie Ray's having a Cy Young caliber season, but I still think that team is like still a few pieces away from really building a contender. Yeah, like they're they're a cup. They're like a good. I think um, this may be a hot take. I think next year the Blue Jays they're gonna be here. I think next season you'll see the Blue Jays. They'll be here. They'll be in the playoffs yeah. and everything. They may make it. Then they'll make a deep playoff run next year. But this year, I think it's like they're just doing like a big learning curve, yeah. and they're and they're kind of just like building up their younger pieces, so that by like next season or the season after, you'll see the Blue Jays being like one of the top teams. Yeah, Michael, you agree. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, Chris, do you have any thoughts? Nothing too much. Just, just been, I mean, you guys have to know more about the Yankees than me, but just been a crazy up and down season and hasn't, hasn't gone as planned, but heading into this, heading into it's, the final week. Yeah, it's been week, a roller coaster of a year. Like, into the final I can't week, remember the last time the a Yankees was in. this up and down, guys. Yeah. Like, obviously, you want to win the division, but, you have a chance to host a wild card game, and with the way the season's gone, it's not not exactly what you envisioned. But getting to the playoffs, hosting yeah. a wild card game, yeah, you, if you can just you're, you're in the spot you want to be in, and you're playing pretty good. Yeah, baseball. just if you can, if you're a Yanks fan, and and like um, I think if you asked me like uh, I don't know, two three months ago that um, like two months ago when the Yankees like um like when I cut when, when they um. Stunk. Yeah, when they stunk, when they stunk, that you would get that they yeah, it was totally like that they're gonna be playing like a one game playoff at Yankee Stadium with Garrett Cole on the mound. I would have signed up for that a hundred times out of a hundred times. Give me a one game playoff. Give me a that logo game at Yankee Stadium with Garrett Cole on the mound, and you know what? I'll take my chances. No, I still remember like three months ago, like I was just like listening to the radio. They were first in the Mets. They lost like. And a terrible way to the Mets and the I was at that the, like, game, by and, the way. Yeah, I was at like, that game. It was it was so funny. The person the newscaster he was doing, he was like, Oh, and they lost to the Mets. And god damn, the Yankees, they played horrible. And like, how are they so true? I'm just like, God damn, wow, he's he's really he's ripping them a new one. And honestly, yeah, rightfully so, they deserve to get ripped. And you heard Sam, a couple episodes ago, I was killing them. I was kill- after they um 
lost to um after they lost two to the Cleveland Indians. I was killing them last time, and I brought up oh. a bunch of stats that, that 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 a bunch of my complaints about this about them about this team. If you want, like it was what episode forty two, Sam. If you ever get a chance, go back and listen to that episode and the rant I went on about the Yankees. But I gotta admit, they once again they've um they've they proved me wrong. I. I, I criticized them a couple of months ago, saying they I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team, and you know what? They proved me wrong. They they went on that house. They went on that house streak. They went on thirty straight. I started killing them again, and you know what? Yeah. They went on a hot streak. So this has just been a roller coaster of a season. And you know what? Maybe you need to keep killing them. Any, uh, any, anything can happen. Just, really. just keep ripping them because that's what's working. <laughs> You're right. Maybe I should. But that's just the we'll see. What can I complain about? I mean, I I technically I kind of complain about Boom. So check that mark off. Check mark. Oh, who are the two? Who 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 are the two that were butterfingers? There was two people that were butterfingers today. Oh, uh, DJ both, both got DJ Mayu and Joey Gallo, who are normally both great yep. defenders. I mean, just no, me, yeah. I mean, um, DJ, I'll kind of give a pass because it was like please some. No, it was a foul ball and it was windy, she, so. But yeah, Joey, Joey Gallo, I mean, you gotta catch that. Yeah. Technically, yeah, you can make the argument, yeah, Brick Garner should have waved him off, but that's still a ball that Joey Gallo, like, that's a ball that, like, um, I'm pretty sure a high school could still make. That's that's a routine fly ball that you should have. Yeah. Especially in that situation, especially in that situation, Asian, like, you can't just, you cannot be giving up runs like that. Yeah, and the Yankees defense, like I said, I've been complaining about the Yankees defense all year. Like, if they get to the playoffs, those type of mistakes are going to be unacceptable in the playoffs. Oh, if they make those, if especially in Yankee Stadium, if they make those type of mistakes. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you're you're gonna see a new side. You're gonna see a new side. Yeah, there's a re- there's a reason why. There's there's three places you never want to like do wrong in the sports world. Yeah. It's Los Angeles, yeah, Boston, yeah, and New York. Exactly. If you, uh, especially in in this town, if you um, if you don't perform, the fans are gonna let you hurt. I mean, look at what the Mets have going through with Javier Baez and Francisco Lindor. Yeah, what the they've Met, been but, going through. But here's the thing: the Mets, the Mets. It's like they just been having a disappointing year. Yeah, they're, they're eliminated been, by the way. Which I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, they're li- when yeah, we get Mar- just- when when we get Marcellus on, he's another coach. Oh, yeah. By the way, Sam. Um, when we get Marcellus on, he's a Mets fan. We're gonna definitely um, we'll definitely talk some Mets though about um no, uh, yeah, another disappointing season for the Mets. No, yeah, just because what's it called? Um, yeah, they lost to the Brewers, and the Brewers they're good. Don't get me wrong, the Brewers are really really good, but eight to four. Like I get if you lose like three to two or like. Or it's like a close game like that, where it's like not a lot of runs are scored, and you just played good defense, but they played better defense. That's fine. You lose eight to four, like that to me is just kind of like unacceptable. Yeah. All right, guys, it's late, so you know what? We gotta wrap this show up. Which how Sam? This is how we wrap up every single one of our episodes. Our bets of the episode. So basically, what we do here is you can you open up whatever sports we got and you can make one bet, just one, and, and we keep score. And um, 
and, and we keep score, we keep track of everything. So, okay. so I'll, I'll take you through it right now. To recap, last episode, episode forty-three, only one of us won. I mean, one of us, Michael. Your bet is um, pending because you picked Cowboys over Eagles Monday Night Football, so that one is pending. But everyone else that everyone else that may have bet lost. I had. Sam, I have the Chiefs over the Chargers on the spread. Chris, your Chiefs let me down, and you know what? I took an L. I do want to show. I advise you not to make that bet. Uh, that <laughs> was on record. I said sh- before I should have picked Rutgers. I should have picked Rutgers. I, I was considering picking Rutgers on on the spread, and you know what? Rutgers ended up covering the spread. I should have picked Rutgers. So. Alex had Stanford over UCLA on the money line in college football. You'll say I beat Stanford, so you take go Alex X and L. And Chris, my friend, you also took an L. You had the Steelers over the Bengals on the spread, and the Bengals cooked the Steelers. So, bad one there for you, Chris. Yeah, the only one of us that took a W. Yeah, they look good. The only one of us that took a W, Marcellus had the Cardinals over the Jaguars on the spread and the Cardinals took care of the Jaguars fairly easy. So to give an update on the standings. So guys, here's what we're going to do. I made this idea. You guys remember our, uh, before um, we used to have a co-host named David on the show. Yeah. We're going to give Sam David's record. Hell no. So he's automatically <laughs> in first uh, place. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, yeah. Start from the bottom, like Marcellus. All right, all right. right. So what I did is, I I, we're giving David Sam, we're giving Sam David's record, and I added, and since then, there's been six episodes. He has a three three record since then. So to give an update on the standings, Chris, you're still our ringleader, twenty two and twenty one record, two hundred eleven point six six points. Don't worry, Michael. You're still in second place. He's not for 20, long. I'm at W tomorrow. 23 and 19 record, 207.91 points. I remain in third place, 18, 25 record, 189.66 points. Sam, my friend, you're in fourth place, 23 and 20 record, 170.59 points. Marcellus is in fifth place, 24 and 19 record. 167.62 points. And Alex is, is remains his last place. 15-18 record. 101.61 points. Damn. All right. <laughs> it's been a struggle for Alex. That's all I'm going to say. Um, We do have <laughs> Alex's bet, though, because we said before he had to leave the show early. He's taking the A's over the Mariners for Wednesday on the money line. So, yeah, this is late, guys. I want to make this one very simple. I'm also doing a Wednesday game. I got to take my team. We're going to take the Yankees over the Blue Jays. You got Garrett Cole on the mound. Um, the Yankees have just been riding hot. I mean, Ger- I think Garrett Cole is going to truly prove that he deserves the American League Saigon in this one. I think this is going to be his last start of the season. So, so, so oh, I, I'm feeling good about the Yankees in this one. So, I'm going to take the Yankees. Over the Blue Jays, AJ's my line on Wednesday. All right. Um, 
we don't have uh, Marcellus's bet. So, Michael, are you going to go for Marcellus? He may get mad at me for doing this. He's going with the Cowboys over Eagles. Okay. Money. Okay, so he's taking the same bet as you, all right? I got another bet. Okay, you got another bet, though. All right, right, Chris, you're up. All right, so I'll go with the Phillies over the Braves in a must-win game. I think they're going to come to play. I'm going to go Phillies over Braves money line in Tuesday's matchup. Oh, okay. Chris, I'm sure Alex is going to love to hear that. (laughs) All right, Sammy, your first ever bet on this podcast. The floor is yours, my friend. Go ahead. I'm going to choose the same one as you, Adam. I'm going to choose the Yankees over the Blue Jays just because I feel like the Yankees, again, like I said before, I feel like the Blue Jays, they're just too young. They're an upcoming team. They're a good team. They're going to be a good team. But I just feel like the Yankees, they now, after winning this Red Sox series and making it so that they can like have a home game as a wild card, like a home game for like the wild card game, I feel like they found like this newfound like thing. Sorry. I feel like they found like this newfound like encouragement and they're going to like do very well against the Blue Jays. While the Blue Jays, they're just too young, too inexperienced. I'm pretty sure they're going to go down pretty easily. Okay. All right. Michael Cunningham, last up. Go ahead. For my bet for tomorrow, I got my Cowboys beating the Eagles money line. I'm, I'm going to do something that we that has never been on the show, Adam. What? A bet as never, we never did. I'm going to do a WNBA bet. I like it. Oh, really? Michael, go ahead. I like it. I like where this is going. I got Phoenix Mercury over the A's, over the Aces tomorrow, money line. Are we allowed to make two like bets it. or one bet? He, uh, yeah, he made he made um for on our last episode he took um my night football so 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 that's gonna be that, that still counts as his bet for last episode he's making a new bet this episode so oh, okay okay so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna do a WNBA bet change it up no one has ever done it in this in our podcast I believe no one's ever done it I would have never thought of that actually I may do one of those next time oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all for our bets, and that's all for this episode. Sam, we are so happy to have you on. I mean, I mean, I, I remember I told you about this as um like last night you said invite me on, and you know what? It was probably one of the best idea best um decisions I've made all season all year long. So Sam, we're so happy to have you on, and we cannot wait for next time. We're gonna make a lot of memories on this podcast, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Thank you. All right, guys, any final thoughts? Nope. Chris? Welcome aboard, fam. Welcome to the Get Biggie Up Podcast family. But all right, that's it. This has been episode 44 of the Get Biggie Up Podcast. With yours truly, Adam Grisani, Michael Cunningham, Alex Reach, Chris Kearn, and Sam Morell. If you like what you heard, Leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join the conversation, drop a comment or a review, or we may feature it in a future episode. Remember, my friends, don't assume reduce just fancy. If you can imagine your world, believe in it, and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. And we're out. <laughs>